Welcome to the Fight Shit Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. Boy, we had some uh, warm weather today a little bit. Yes, we? tis the season to uh, still wear some shorts, and I, I think know. tomorrow it's going to be cold. Is it supposed to be? I think so. I think so. It was 70 it, today. It was actually 81. My car, oh, it was 81? My car read 81. Oh, my gosh. So And uh, and I just got back from uh, Christmas tree lighting at the university. And, and it didn't pra- feel like it, did it? No, no, it was really packed. And was it? But it was kind of cool with the wind, with okay. the wind chill, I guess. But okay. yeah, yeah, but it, it was all right. So they're already putting up Christmas stuff in November still. Like we haven't even reached December yet. Oh yeah, I mean I already have two uh, Christmas trees already up in my house. What? Yeah, with Shame garland, on you. garland, and everything. I got my front. I have uh, my inflatables ready to go. Oh my gosh! Right so I just got to pull it, pull it, plug them in. Is that normally you? Um, Proactive like that? I no, not really. It's just I guess I had the the week off last week. Okay. Yeah. So do you go with a real tree every year, or do you have a? Uh, we have two trees that we bought. Um, they're they're uh, fake. Okay, fake trees. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we've had one. We bought it. I think our first Christmas together. Um, here in the house about six years ago. Um, paid only twenty five dollars for it. Oh. And it's like a seven foot tree. That's a deal. That's yeah. a frugal Allen deal. Yeah, yeah, deal. I love that. Like crazy. Yeah, and it's already lit. <laughs> nice. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. How was yours? It was It was good. Yeah. Went back to Dallas. Uh, the only uh, unfortunate part was we had to cook seven, uh, we, we had to fry seven turkeys. That's unfortunate? It is when it's raining in <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, that sure is. And it was pouring it was. in Dallas. It, it was, was a muddy mess, man. It was, yeah. You know, I did have plans to go that weekend to Dallas, uh-huh. but I was like, uh, I think it's gonna be too cold. It was raining. Smart. And you were I was smart. Like, no, no, I just, I yeah. just play it by ear. Um, but actually, my sister uh, that I haven't seen in a while, I've seen, seen her in about eight years, uh-huh. came by and visited. She lives in Minneapolis. Minnesota? Yeah. So this was like warm weather for her. Um, yeah, well, it was raining those days yeah. that she was here. But yeah, nice. a little bit. Yeah, so it was well, good. nice. Good. So you, you enjoyed that, that time with that family member? Sure did. Yeah. Sure did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so how did the uh, the turkeys came, come out? Turkeys came out great. Uh, you know, we always cook ours last. So you're not as refreshed, I would say, <laughs> as <laughs> right. putting the first one in. Uh, but you know, had a had a good time with the family, and nobody got hurt, and all is good. And <laughs> That's so, always a good. Yeah, thing, and made nobody it gets hurt. made my safe travels back to West Texas. No feelings hurt. No, nothing nope. to nothing to linger for till the next year. Nothing <laughs> to linger <laughs> or for Christmas at least. Yeah, yeah. We've got a little break, and then I'm heading back for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's good. I'm well. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you and your family. And I hope, like I said, um, hopefully everything you know. Was, was just as expected or even better yeah and uh unfortunately with the, the busy holiday weekend i didn't get to see anything live as far as a uh, combat sports but i did check out some replays yeah just so let's just go ahead and jump into some boxing absolutely and recap across a pond in london um where we did have dillian white versus jermaine franklin um in a heavyweight division clash Two heavyweight contenders looking to stay relevant in this division. It was scrappy at times, um, but White eventually took over that fight. It seemed like in the first half he was uh, intent to get Franklin. Um, and it just looked like Franklin was a, li- a bit weathered and overpowered at times. Yeah, definitely. Well, it looks like in the end we do have uh, Dillian White winning by a mixed decision. 
Um, what do you think next for Dillian White? You think he's uh, ready for the big time? Maybe a fight against one of the top in the heavyweight division? Well, for me, uh, it wasn't a very good showing for him in the in this fight uh, that evening. Um, though I think he uh, was the clear favorite in that match. His hopes are, though, still alive for Joshua, but I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity. What do you think? For Anthony Joshua, mm, I don't think so. I think Joshua's looking either for maybe Fury, maybe yeah. later on this year, um, Alexander uh, Usyk. I think we all want that Deontay Wilder fight maybe this year. Um, I don't think – I think it's he's like fourth or fifth down the line. Yeah. You know, yep. for him. How about for um the challenger? Well, even though Franklin did look a li little bit overpowered, it actually was, as the commentators, commentators were saying, probably his best fight of his career. He's only 29 years old. I think he has uh, skills that will continue to flourish. I think he, he is able to compete in this division. All right. Well, that brings us to our second event um, from across the pond in uh, England. We had John Ryder versus Zach Parker. This one was, um, you know, for the interim WBO interim middleweight championship, super middleweight championship. Yeah. Two fighters, both uh, relatively inactive, looking to get the WBO interim title under their belts. Yeah, John Ryder, um, he came in. He's a very experienced fighter, 18 KOs to his name, 31-5 and five coming in. Zach Parker, one of those up-and-coming uh, superstars that are in this division, 22-0, and 0, uh, coming into this uh, match with 16 knockouts. But, I mean, it was some kind of freak little accident in the fourth round, right? It was a very competitive fight. It looked like it was going to be exciting to the end. And unfortunately, Parker, who was favored in this bout, had to be stopped after four rounds due to a reported broken hand. Yeah, so he did break his hand. So it was a TKO for John Ryder. Now John Ryder feels he's like on top of the world, calling out the whole world in that division, calling out Canelo Alvarez. You think he's deserving of that? Well, that's what he said. He said that uh, he is now in line for Canelo Alvarez should Canelo stick to his current plan of fighting in May at Cinco de Mayo weekend, which would be May 6th. I don't know, honestly, if that he's deserving of that yet. What do you think? I mean, I guess if, if Canelo wants to tune up something just, uh, you know, I don't. I hate to say easy work, but we yeah. do have someone coming in 32-5 and five, um, with just 18 knockouts, with 18 knockouts, um, and winning by kind of a freak decision, right? Yeah. Freak accident. Well, not freak, but, you know, just he just winning by a technical decision, technical knockout. Um I don't know, but it's, it's a big payday for him. And and, and it cut, does kind of set up scheduling-wise perfect uh, for Ryder and Canelo because, like you said, if he fights Canelo in May and Canelo gets past Ryder, he's going to turn around and be chasing that Dimitri Bevel rematch in right. the next September. Right, yeah, definitely. And that's if Bevel wants it, right? Yep. That's the other thing. Did we say what's next for um, the challenger? Parker? Parker, he needs, a, he needs to fix his hand, obviously. Yeah. He needs to heal first. Um, I think that uh, it's super clear that he is definitely going to be a opponent, a tough opponent to fight against. I think he'll get back in line and, and fight for a championship one day. All right. Well, that brings us to the main uh, fight of the evening. Regis Porgres versus Jose Cepeda live from Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. This was for the vacant WBC super lightweight title. A truly exciting fight between these two fighters was going to end with someone taking home the championship belt. 
That's correct. Um, Regis Rigaru Pergrace came in 27 and 1 with 24 knockouts. And Jose Pesepeda came in 35 and 2 with 27 knockouts. So a clash of knockout artists yes. coming in. And we could tell right away both of them were landing really good shots. Every single round was very, I believe, competitive. I think Regis Pergrace won a lot of those rounds. He did. But it was really competitive. Yeah, very competitive. Um, he was feeling out Zepeda in that first round. Uh, but it was pretty much progress all the way. I do think that Sabeta did wake up a bit in the 10th round. It was pretty decent. I think he took that, but it was way too late for him on the cards. Yeah, definitely. It, it was in the 11th round whenever we do see um, a nice little, I think, right hook that that puts down uh, Zepeda. Um, and then eventually, progress goes in and uh, gets that TKO. Yep, absolutely. So what do you think's next for Ruguru now that he's a champion? Do we start looking for unifications or what? Well, he came out and said he plans to take a short break for the holidays, adding, I'm not going to name nobody's name. At first, nobody wanted to say my name, but now I'm a two-time world champion. Now everybody's going to be saying my name. I'm going to let them. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know what? Every time... He fought. He's always asking for a challenger. Come and yep. he had his t- opportunity to fight Josh Taylor. He lost that opportunity. But even before then, he was always calling out the bigger names of that division, and no one ever paid him attention. And so now I guess he has the opportunity to do the same. Well, and w- WBC has already come out and said that the winner of that fight is going to be f- uh, fighting the former titleist Jose Ramirez now. Wow, Jose Carlos Ramirez. Yeah, that's that. That's going to be a great fight, too. I mean, what happens to Josh Taylor? I mean, does he, because he fights Jack Catterall in February, right. I believe. Um, does he come back and try to get that belt back? Because remember, he was stripped from that that's title. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I think that the next fight will be uh, the Ramirez fight against him. And then Taylor, one, once he gets back to Catterall, if he does, right. I mean, that's a big if. Uh, I think they'll try to unify that again. And there's there's something else on the horizon, too. We have Teofimo Lopez fa- fighting um, Sandor Martin. Teofimo is ranked third, and uh, Sandor Martin's ranked fifth, according to BoxRec. Um, maybe that lines something up later because they fight within the next couple weeks. Yep. Well, that was just a great round of uh, boxing this past Saturday. And that was pr- pretty much our combat sports um, for the weekend. Yeah, it was great, and guess what? We've got another good slate of boxing action this we week sure coming do. up. We sure do. We and like always, let's just go ahead and start on um, from across the pond um, in the United Kingdom. The return of the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury versus Derek Chisora. This is actually the third time that they will be fighting. The trilogy. I thought he was retired. You said he's always retired. Right. Well, I guess maybe this is an exhibition. Pa- apparently he's back. <laughs> apparently. Okay. Yeah. Is this for a title? This is this is for a title. All right. So this is in the heavyweight division, two hundred plus pounds. Alexander Usyk, Tyson Fury, Daniel Dubas are our current champions. Now this is for Fury's WBC title. Tyson, the Gypsy King Fury, is thirty-four years old, thirty-two zero and one with twenty-three Ks. He is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the sixth round, April this year, and he debuted in two thousand nine. Now Derek War Chiesra. Is 38 years old, 33 and 12 with 23 KOs. He is currently ranked 10th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision, July of this year, and he debuted in 2007. Now Fury is a massive favorite at a minus 2,000, and the underdog, Giorza, is a plus 1,600. Tyson Fury is from the United Kingdom. He stands at 6'9 with an 85-inch reach. 
he has a 71% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Dillian White and Deontay Wadler. He has no losses. He is ranked number one in the division. Derek Chisora is also from the United Kingdom. He stands at 6'2 with a 74-inch reach. He now has a 69% knockout rate with notable wins against Kubrat Pulev, David Price, and notable losses against Joseph Parker and Olesander Usyk. He is ranked 10th in the division. The King is back. Gypsy King, yeah. He is back. And later in news and notes, I will tell you why he is back. Okay. Well, yes. gambling debts. Yes. No. <laughs> not that. No, I'm kidding. But um, uh, I'm excited. I, I am too. This is one of the bigger matches uh, of the of this um, early winter, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna waste everybody's time. Yeah. I'm going with the massive favorite, Fury. I think it's gonna be a KO, and I think it's gonna be in the seventh round. What is the odds again? Or what are the odds again? Minus two thousand. Minus two thousand. Man. And his opponent, plus 1600 Plus 1600 Wow. I think you could put $5 on the underdog yeah, just, just to say you just did. Just to say you did. Just, I mean, gonna, just in case. Yeah, just in case. You can waste $10 on something vastly. We've fun. seen a lot of upsets. We have. We have. And I, we'll probably get to that in exactly. our MMA Absolutely. hour, too. So, But I'm also going to go with Tyson Fury with a technical knockout. But he's going to have to work for it. It's going to be in the eighth round. Eighth round. All right. Do you know who else is on that card? I actually do. All right. We have another heavyweight that is actually putting up his bell as well, correct? Yeah, that's it. That's that's correct. He's um is he the world or interim or what, what He's is a it? WBA. Yeah, heavyweight title holder. That's right. Um and one of our favorite names, right? Da- Daniel Dubois. Yes. Yeah, he is going to fight that evening. That's correct. We do have another title fight this evening. Daniel Dubois versus Kevin Loren. It's a 12-round match for the Dubois WBA regular heavyweight title. This is also in the heavyweight division, and Daniel Dynamite Dubois is 25 years old, 18-1 with 17 KOs. He is currently ranked 17th in this division. His last fight was a win by KO in the fourth round, June of this year, and his last loss was in 2020. Now, Kevin, the KO kid, Lerna, is 30 years old, 28-1 with 14 KOs. He is currently ranked 24th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision September of this year, and his last loss was in 2014. Now, Dubois is a minus 1,200, and Lerna is a plus 750. Daniel Dubois is from the United Kingdom. He stands at 6'5 with a 78-inch reach. Um, he fights out of the orthodox fight stance. Notable wins come against Trevor Bryan and Joe Kusumano. Notable losses come against Joe Joyce. Kevin Lorena is from South Africa. He stands at 6'1 with a 78-inch reach. He fights out of the southpaw fight stance. Notable wins come against Marius Walk. Bogan Dinu and Patrick Ferguson. He has a notable losses come against Johnny Mueller. Not very often do I see a um, event have multiple champions in the same division that are defending their belts. Have, do you see that very often? I, I don't. I mean, it's um. This is really rare, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just I guess trying to squeeze it in by the end of the year, maybe get that those tax uh, tax credits or something. Maybe. Well, maybe so, but you know that, that we'll talk about next week when we recap. But you know, early on, I'm looking at these two fights, and I'm like, if Fury wins and Dubois wins, why don't you just match them up next to each other? I mean, does that seem obvious? One's a regular, and the other one's super right, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Very interesting. However, we're not talking about the WBC 
Fury versus the uh, WBA Dubas. So I'm going to go with Dubas. He's the heavy favorite in that. I like him in the seventh round KO. I also like Dubois, um, but I like him by decision. Finally, for that Saturday night, we do have another big boxing match between super flyweights, uh, Juan Francisco Estrada versus Ramon, Ramon Gonzalez. This is actually the third time that they will be fighting. Um, this is going to be live on the DAZN Network, live from Phoenix, Arizona, on Saturday, December 3rd. This is in, uh, in the super flyweight division, 115 pounds. Ocala, Martinez, Estrada, Rodriguez, and Franco are some of the other champions. Now, this is for the Ring Junior Bantamweight Championship and the vacant WBC World Super Flyweight Championship. Now, Juan Francisco, El Gallo, Estrada, is 32 years old, 43-3 and three with 28 KOs. He's currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a win by decision September of this year, and he debuted in 2008. Now, Ramon Chocoletto Gonzalez is 35 years old, 51-3 and three with 41 KOs. He is currently ranked second in this division. His last fight was a win by decision March of this year, and he debuted in 2005. Now, Gonzalez is a minus 220, and Estrada is a plus 150. Juan Francisco Estrada is from Mexico. He stands at 5'4 with a 66-inch um, reach. He has now a 65% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Argy, Argy Cortez and Rom, Roman Gonzalez. Notable losses come against Sanskrit Sorungansai and also um, a loss against Roman Gonzalez. He is ranked number one in the division. Rom, Roman Gonzalez is from Nicaragua. He, is, he stands at 5'3 with a 64-inch reach. He now has a 69% knockout rate with notable wins against Julio Cesar Martinez and Juan Francisco Estrada. Notable losses come against Juan Francisco Estrada and Siskrit Sorangansai. He is ranked second in the division. I love watching a super flyweight fight. They are so fast. And lots of volume. Yeah, lots of volume. This one, this one is... I believe both of these last two fights were one of the fights of the years, uh, or or at least ranked up there. Yeah. So this one shouldn't be any different. This is a tough one for me to pick, um, but I'm going to go with the favorite. I'm going with Gonzalez. I like him by decision. All right. Well, I'm going to go for Juan Francisco Estrada by TKO in the eighth round. Okay. It's a big weekend for boxing. Boy, it's a big weekend. I'm excited. Yeah. We have, what, three championship belts on the line? Three championship belts. Yeah, that's, it's going to be a tall tale. It's going to set us up for the new year, right? Absolutely. Um, well, that brings us to our boxing news and notes. Shakur Stevenson has said at 135, it's an overrated division. I think 135 is an overrated division, said Stevens. Honestly speaking, all these dudes have been at the same weight for all this time, and nobody has really fought anybody. The only person that really fought people that I can give credit for is Teofimo Lopez when he fought Lomachenko when Lomachenko was on top and Devin when he fought Kambosis. Steven has talked about moving up from the 130th division to this 135 division. What do you think about his thoughts of the 135 division? I mean, let's look at who's in the 135 right now. Yeah, so I, I, I think you're on the same line as me. Let's take a look at that division, and let's just rank him in the top ten somewhere. All right. As we normally do. Do you think he can beat Diaz at ten? Um, Diaz, Jojo Diaz, right? Yes. 
And this is uh, Tank Davis? No. Oh. This is Steven. Shakur oh, Stevenson? Shakur, yeah. Cool. Moving yeah, up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Judge it, yes. yes. Okay. Do you think he's beaten Lomos? Shakur Stevens is a superstar. I mean, he's, there's okay. no reason he'll lose. Riviera is 24-0 at 8. Yes. Okay. Sandor Martin, 16-0. I do, yeah. Okay, so we got him at 6. Is he beaten? 27-0 Zapata. Um, yeah, I see him winning. Shakur okay. Stevenson, yeah. So, okay, let's crack. see if we can crack the top five. Is he being beating 20-2 Kambosis? Um, I think he can, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Now it's getting a little tough. So you're gonna beat Cruz, who's twenty four and two. Isaac Cruz. Um man, Cruz is is a is a brawler, but I think he's faster. I think uh I think yes, of course Stevenson can win. Okay, okay. What about Ryan Garcia at number three? Ooh. That one's a good one. Is that a good one? Yeah. Wow. Um I don't know if he can beat him. Okay, so we're stopping at three. Right now. Okay. Is he beating Tank Davis at two? Man. <laughs> I know. That one's a tough one. And who's number one? Lomachenko? Lomachenko. Is he beating Lomachenko? I, I, I kind of have a feeling that he could probably could beat Lomachenko. Okay. Well, then we're we're in punch out Mike Tyson. We are now at Mike Tyson. Is yeah. he beating Devin Haney at 29-0? At 29-0? Devin Haney? Man, that's like a that's a like for like right it there. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe so I don't I don't agree with Stevenson. This is a murder's row. This is one of the divisions that has a murder's row. And I don't I, I I do agree in the fact that maybe they haven't fought each other, but they just haven't had a chance. And I think that somewhere down the line they're gonna have to start fighting each other and I just think this is really a tough division to be in. Right, right, right. I mean I just Whew, it's that's a if he does move up, it, it kind of makes it a little bit more um, enticing that division, it right? Does, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it looks like um, you know, according to Yahoo Sports, box there's a boxing referee that was uh, refereeing a Manny Pacquiao fight back in 2000, and he admits now, 20 years later, that he helped or cheat. Um and helped cheated and helped Manny Pacquiao whenever he was against the ropes. Days kind of really took his time counting um him uh the ten count, giving him a standing ten count, and um even taking away a point from his opponent just because he knew how important Manny Pacquiao it was to the Philippines and to the boxing world. Surprise, surprise. Are you surprised? Not at all. <laughs> Consider he's considering conspiracy Allen when he's got that hat on is always going, man, I think this fight seems a little fixed. I think this one's taking a dive. I think the judges seem a little off on this one. That doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, it looks like a Carlos Padilla, who is also a Filipino referee who worked for the WBC um, International Super Bantamweight Championship match um, between... He worked that match between Pacquiao and the challenger Nadal Hussein back in 2000. He did him. He did him. He admitted that he cheated to help Pacquiao win. Um, this was in the Philippines too, so um, you know, kind of that home cooking going on because I believe uh, Hussein is from Australia. Um, eventually, uh, Pacquiao got his wits together and uh, went on to win by a tenth round TKO. But before that. Um, Pacquiao was wobbled and rocked and even sent to the mat, uh, to the canvas, um, but given an extra long standing 10 count. Do I understand the logic of the referee? 
and the importance of Manny Pacquiao at that time? Sure, I understand that. But you cannot take your opinion and your thoughts and your logic in that into a ring when it's a competition. It's just not right. Hussein, um, you know, he lost his undefeated record at that time. So he became, he was no longer um, in, in, I guess, on the trajectory of becoming world champion. And then he went 24 and 4 for the rest of his career. But, um, you know he he did they did interview him and he's he's very unhappy with that ref but he says Manny Pacquiao probably didn't have anything to do with it it was not his no. fault I have no ill will but my life could have been a lot more different than it it is now. Funny how sometimes uh, certain events like that can change and alter your life. Yeah, exactly. So Furious come out and said Mayweather is forty five and fighting YouTubers, very difficult to let go of boxing. WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, who is 34 years old, admits that he's simply not ready to walk away from the sport. I am very worried because I can't let go like most of the great champions throughout history. Look at Floyd Mayweather. The guy's 45 years old, taking fights against YouTubers and stuff because he can't let it go. It's a very difficult thing to let go. Very difficult. So... What do you think about his observation of Mayweather and just he can't let go of, of boxing? It may not be just boxing. It might be the money, you know, because he makes a lot more money every time doing that. And for easy work, he's probably never in trouble as far as, you know, ever, ever. Right. So he does it. He's he's hand selects his 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 uh, opponent. Yeah. Um, he, he goes across the world to Dubai on top of a, a skyscraper or <laughs> right. helicopter yeah. pad and. You know, he's just doing doing life the way he wants to. It's almost the way like he an he's almost an ambassador of boxing right now, Mayweather. Um, yeah. Is is it is he a good ambassador? I mean, by the way, that's have you seen? Did circus. you see his? Well, did you see his last press conference? Oh uh, no, I did not. Okay, so during the press conference, he literally was thanking you know community, the boxing world, uh. Young fighters, he's wanting to promote young fighters. There's even a guy, there's even a young fighter say, hey, I'll take you next Mayweather. And rather than, than uh, feed into that and start, you know, arguing or whatever, facing odds against him, he said, hey, I'm supporting you. I want you to win. I, I want everybody to succeed. And I see him as an older, wiser boxer just transitioning into that mentorship of boxing. Yeah, yeah maybe so. I mean, but I think, too, it's still all for himself. You know what I mean? So it's not not necessarily bringing up everyone. Oh, he's getting him. paid. Yeah, he's, we all he's, know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Fury did did say that you know he retired. He spent time with family, and he actually was like, "I'm bored. I need to get back to boxing. That's what I truly love." And look, he's only 34 years old. He's almost you know they argue that between 30 and 34, you're in your prime. And look, Fury ain't ain't fighting YouTubers. He's fighting legit you know fighters in that division. Yeah, definitely. Well, it looks like uh, Chris Eubank Jr. says Connor Ben is hiding and needs to own up to um, his mistake and say that he's sorry for being popped for PEDs. And I guess just go ahead and get on with the, with each, each other's lives. I mean, I'm sure this is very frustrating for Chris Eubank Jr. who They both had an amazing fight set up, um, but Connor Ben did pop dirty. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, sometimes that, that happens, you know, where... Uh, you're taking a supplement and uh, it's not within those guidelines that you're supposed to set forth. I wish that fight would have gone on, though. I was really excited about seeing who was going to be victorious in that fight. Do you have any other boxing news? I do not. 
All right. Well, that wraps up our boxing segment for this week. Uh, now on to our MMA segment. Uh, we didn't have a card to, to recap, um, preview last week or recap this week, um, but we do have a big fight this weekend. Train was in the depot making repairs, resting a little bit. They are loaded back up, and they're going down that railroad UFC tracks. Yeah, definitely, and um, they're going to almost cross the country to Orlando, Florida. This Saturday on ESPN+, Plus, UFC on ESPN+, Thompson versus Holland. Um, to kick us off our preview, we do have a heavyweight division clash um, between Ty Tuivasa versus Sergi Pavlich. This is at uh, heavyweight division 225 to 265. Francis Nagano is our current champion. Now, Tia Bam Bam Tuavasa is 29 years old, 14 and 4, with 13 KO, zero submissions, and one decision. He is currently ranked fifth in this division. His last fight was a loss by KO in the third round, September of this year, and he is 3 and 1 in his last four fights. Now, Sergey Pavlovich is 30 years old, 16 and 1, with 13 KO, zero submissions, and three decisions. He is currently ranked seventh in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, July of this year, and he is on a four fight win streak. Now, Pavlich is a minus 200, and Tuavasa is a plus 170. Tai Tuavasa is from Australia. He stands at 6'2 with a 75 inch reach. He now has a 92% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Derek Lewis and Greg Hardy. Notable losses come against Sirogan and Sergi Spivak. Sergi Pavlich is from Russia. He stands at 6'3 with an 84 inch reach. He now has an 81% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Derek Lewis and Maurice Green. And notable losses come against Alistair Overeem. The return of Ty Tuavasa, the shoey guy. The return of the shoey, Mr. Bam Bam himself. Uh, they both have the same uh, KO record. We know this is going to be a slugfest. Um, I'm very fascinated fascinated to see if Tuavasa, how he rebounds from a loss. You know, Um but it doesn't scare me, so I'm going to go with two of Asa by KO in the first round. All right. Well, I also have tied two of Asa, but I do have him a knockout in the third round. So you also have two of Asa. Yes. Okay. Next up, we do have the co-main event of the evening, Brian Barberina versus Rafael Dos Anjos in a welterweight division clash. This is at 170 pounds, and Leon Edwards is our current champion. Now, Brian Bam Bam Barbarina is 33 years old. He's 18-8 and eight with 11 KOs, two submissions, and five decisions. He is currently ranked 25th in this division. His last fight was a win by KO in the second round, July of this year, and he is on a three-fight win streak. Now, Rafael Dos Anjos is 38 years old, 31-14 and 14 with five KOs, 10 submissions, and 14 decisions. He is currently ranked 8th in the lightweight division, so he's moving up in weight. His last fight was a loss by KO in the fifth round, July of this year, and he is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, Dos Anjos is a minus 550, and Barbarina is a plus 400. Brian Barbarina is from Knoxville, Tennessee. He stands at 6 foot with a 72-inch reach. He now has a 61% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Robbie Lawler and Matt Brown. Notable losses come against Jason Witt and Randy Brown. Rafael Dos Anjos is from Brazil. He stands at 5'8 with a 70-inch reach. He now has a 16% knockout rate with notable wins against Renato Macano and Paul Feldler with not and notable losses against Rafael Faziv and Michael Chiesa. 
this is a good fight. I mean, I think this is, um, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos is getting long on the tooth. Um, but, you know, I, I still like him. I still like how he fights. I still respect what he's done for the game. But I'm picking Barbarina to win by technical knockout. Wow. Yeah. I did not see that honestly coming. <laughs> um, I really thought, you know, being Dos Anjos being such a heavy favorite at 550. Um, he's got almost double experience. Um, he's moving up in weight. But that's kind of my issue with the moving up and weight. Right. Is he going to have enough power, and is he going to have that muscle to overcome Barbarina? If he can get him on the ground and submit him, I think he's going to win. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I also like Barbarina by decision. All right, so an upset alert on this one then, huh? Upset alert, place your hypothetical bets. All right. Next up, we do have the main event of the evening, Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland in a welterweight division clash. This is at 170 pounds, and Leon Edwards is our current champion. Now, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is 39 years old, 16-6 and six with seven KOs, one submission, and eight decisions. He is currently ranked 11th in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision December of last year, and he is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, Kevin Trailblazer Holland is 30 years old, 23-8 and eight, with 13 KOs, six submissions, and four decisions. He is currently ranked 18th in this division. His last fight was a win by submission in the first round, September of this year, and he is 2-1-1 one one in his last four fights. Now, Holland is a minus 130, and Thompson is a plus 110. Stephen Thompson is from South Carolina. He stands at six foot with a 75-inch reach. He now has a 43% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque. Notable losses come against Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. Kevin Holland is from Fort Worth, Texas. He stands at 6'3 with an 81-inch reach. He now has a 56% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Tim Means and Alex Oliveira. Notable losses come against Hazmat Shemaev and Marvin Vittori. The odds have this uh, fight very close. Yeah, they sure do. Who do you think will will win this uh, welterweight division clash? Well, it's always hard to fight Thompson because of his style of the karate. Um, If Holland can figure that out, which I believe he can, uh, it's also been reported that this could be Thompson's last fight. So if I'm Betty Mann, I'm going to take Holland by decision. Well, I'll also take Holland by decision. Um, I like Holland. I like the way that he fights. I like how he scraps. I think he can handle um, Stephen Thompson and probably eliminate the uh, the the tactics or change his game plan around uh, what Stephen Thompson probably has coming out there. I'm excited for the return of UFC. Yeah, yeah, me you too. Know? Yeah, it's been um, been a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's it's interesting that the two that we um, previewed both have nicknames of Bam Bam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Bam two Bam of Vasa and, and then Barbarina. That's right. Doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, what are you setting your bar on this uh, UFC? Oh, I think it's a decent card. I mean, it's a uh, it's a lot better than our last card. That yeah, UFC, absolutely. A Vegas uh, card. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put it about a eight. I'm gonna say an eight. I, I like an eight. I think it could go as high as an eight five possibly. So we'll see. Yeah, did you see um, any of the other names that were on this card? I did. There's a few good names. Yeah, there's some. There's other names on here um, that uh, may ring a bell. Jack Hermanson is fighting Roman Dolice. That's a, the a, Joker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Eric Anders is your boy. Eric Anders is yep. on here. Um, Nico Price, Angela Hill, uh, Clay Guida. He's fighting. I'm excited to see Guida back in action for sure. 
uh, Amanda Hebas fights Tracy Cortez. And, man, just the names go on and on. It's going to be really decent, nice card Absolutely. for um, UFC Orlando. And that's this Saturday night on um, ESPN+. Plus. Well, that brings us to our MMA news and notes. Jake Paul responds to Patty Bimblet's fight-fixing accusation with a proposition. Poor Patty Bimblet, man. I was really wanting to like you, Jake Paul said. I really was. You got a cute little thing going on for you, man. But then you come out and you say my fight against Anderson Silva was rigged. I'm sick and tired of this narrative. It's pathetic. It's stupid. You're disrespecting the own goat of your own sport. You're saying that Anderson Silva is a criminal. You're saying he's a fraud. You're saying that Viacom, one of the biggest media companies in the world, is doing criminal stuff. That's what you're saying. It's stupid and pathetic. But I'll tell you what. I'll give you a million dollars, which is what you deserve to get paid, Batty. You know it. But the UFC is not paying you that. You deserve to get paid. But if I win, you have to join the United Fighters Association and help me sign up all the fighters in the UK. Put your money where your mouth is. Let's go. So what do you think of Jake Paul's proposition? Well, I mean, uh, it's really calling out Patty Pimlet's own call out, right? So right. it's like, okay, you put up or shut up, right? That's that's probably what he's trying to trying to get out of him, and you know that meant it's uh, interesting what's going to happen next. I, I believe an in shape Patty is too small to fight Jake Paul, right? Um, probably, yeah, in shape, yeah, because yeah. he's he's a lot smaller yeah. than him. So that fight probably would never happen. What do you think about though? Paul uh, always redirecting back to this um, Fighters Association Union. I got to respect him for that. Man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's doing it not just for him, right? I think that's another difference between him and uh, and uh, Mayweather, right? He's doing it not just for the money because he's getting a lot of money. Yes. But he's also doing it, I believe, for the right reasons for the MMA fight. Absolutely. Would you t- tune into that? I would. I would too. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Well, I like all all of this. It, it it definitely brings attention to both boxing and MMA. Well, it looks like we have to say happy trails to one of our best UFC or one of our the most famous um, UFC fighters, a legend um, in the UFC. Uh, happy trails to Nick Diaz. He's officially off the UFC roster. What? Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is Nate officially Diaz. off that roster. Officially a free agent. And now he can fight, I guess, Jake Paul if he wanted to. He could Tag team. He can. And I think he also has started a promotion, so we may see him more invested in that. Yeah, definitely. Well, happy trails to Nate Diaz. I mean, he's always one of the reasons why I really got into the MMA world and why I started watching. And, uh, man, just uh, one of those uh, idols that we do have. Absolutely. I enjoyed every fight he was in. Uh, More success for him in the future. So UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards has given his take on Conor McGregor's possible return to the Octagon in 2023. I think it'll be difficult for him to come back and compete against top five fighters, I feel. I think he's put a lot of muscle on as well, which can affect the fighter a lot, especially because he broke his leg so he hasn't been training properly. I would love for him to come back and do well. I am not a hater. His success doesn't dim mine. So hopefully he t- does come back and do well. Having significantly bulked up during his period on the sidelines, McGregor has hinted at Walter Waite as his de- destined weight class upon his return. So 
Are we going to see McGregor in 2023? I mean, I think we will towards maybe the fall of 2023. Okay. I think we'll see him. And are we going to see him at the lightweight or welterweight? Uh, I think welterweight. I mean, the way he looks right now, he's, I mean, lightweight, right? Because lightweight's high, no, higher. Welterweight's than, 170 and lightweight is 155. Um, Yeah, I think I think uh, welterweight. You think welterweight? Yeah, yeah, because he looks big right now. And then, and if he comes to welterweight, should he automatically get a championship fight? I don't think so. I think there should be one at least tune-up fight. Okay, so are we pitting him in the top 10 tune-up fight? Like one of those kind of fights? I would, top 10, yeah. Okay, let's take a look at that division. You tell me who you like in that welterweight since we've never put him in that division. All right. Well, we don't know the welterweight champion right now is Leon Edwards. Yeah, we're not right. we're not going to put him against him. So, no, so. are we going to put put him against a top ten fighter, Michael Chiesa? We put him up against him. Um, no, why? That's not a big the, enough no, name, no, right? No, no. Sean Brady at nine. No. Okay. Vince Luque. No. Jeff Neal. Nope. Okay. What about a Gilbert Burns? That would probably be a good fight. Yeah. Does he win that though? Um, uh, maybe. 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 Okay. All right. What about a Conor McGregor versus Kobe Covington at five? That that would that would sell tickets. That'd sell some tickets, right? Yeah, it would. Does he beat Co- Covington? I think he does. Okay. What about Bialy Muhammad at four? Is he beating um, that guy? I think he beats him. I think okay. it's a really intriguing matchup, but I do think he beats him. What about Shamayev at three? That I mean, that that would be a massive fight, right? But I don't think he's beating him. You don't think so? Cosmont, Shamayev, I don't think so. But let's say he does. And we don't want to put him at Leon Edwards at number one. Are we putting him against the former champ, Kamara Usman? Does he stand a chance against him? I don't think he does because we've known what happens with him and wrestlers. Yeah. So Usman would just put him on the ground, right? I mean, that's what... Well, don't we think the top five all are wrestlers? I mean, Edwards well, Covington is, is a good wrestler, right? Covington, yeah, Muhammad, good wrestler. Yeah, I mean Burns. I think he can. It's a good jujitsu person. Shamayev, you know, Shamayev, one of the best, right? Right. Yeah, I mean it's uh, when you look when we look at it, um, that angle, right? It's different too, right? Well, it'll be fascinating if he comes back. I'm looking forward to a Conor McGregor fight in 2023. Well, you just mentioned earlier about we had a weekend full or a year full of surprises. Year of the underdog. And uh, one of the biggest surprises came this past weekend um, in the Kayla Harrison versus Larissa Pacheco fight. Kayla Harrison, the two-time defending PFL World Women's Lightweight Champion, um, and PFL's probably the biggest name on their card, um, is no longer undefeated and lost her title and lost a million dollars to Larissa Pacheco um, this past weekend. Did you see the fight or a replay? I saw a little bit of the fight. I saw some highlights, but it looks like you know Pacheco was kind of really looking a little dominant. She looked very dominant. I did watch the fight. I actually watched the fight between them in 2019, where Car- Car- Carla Harrison beat her. Right. Um, she came. Pacheco came out very aggressive. She was not scared of the lore of Harrison, and she was out there to compete. And she put Harrison in a lot of bad situations on the ground, especially where she was having him in arm bars and and chokes and all sorts of things, and just keeping that pressure on, which I think a lot of uh, Harrison's opponents just don't do. And yeah, she won that fight. Clearly, she won that fight. Carla Harrison knew she won. She had lost that fight when they got to the judges' guards. Um, you know, what does it do for Kayla Harrison's, uh, I guess, legacy? I mean, you know, 
you know that uh, um, Pacheco was in the UFC at one time. Okay. And she lost fights against J- Jessica Andrade uh, and Jermaine Duratamine. Um, and then she was cut. And so what is it? What does that look like to, for Kayla Harrison, who was supposedly probably in line to meet Amanda Nunez later on, maybe in the year or uh, eventually? Well, there's definitely some issues uh, uh, in her game that, that were exposed. Um, I think it clearly shows that the PFL uh, women's division is not as tough as a UFC when a former UFC ends up beating her. Uh, but hey, she's young. She's now 16-1. and one. She's got a lot of fight left in her. I think she's going to come back stronger than ever. Yeah, definitely. I think the next fight that that that, that PFL probably want to set up is um, Harrison versus Cyborg. I don't like that fight you with, don't like for that fight. Harrison. Like, I want to see the fight, right. but I'm going to tell you, Cyborg has been through wars, and she doesn't. She she looks better than ever right now, even at her, at, at her mature age versus yeah. 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So... I don't know if she's ready for it. What do you think? Um, man, that would be a great fight, but I think so. I think if they go toe-to-toe, because I think um, Harrison's more of a grappler, right, that one uses her judo or, you know, whatever she she's really a master at. Um, but uh, Cyborg is just Cyborg, right, one of the world's greatest f- women's fighters. Styles make fights. We know right, that, right. right? And we clearly know Cyborg is not going to be on the ground. She wants to be striking. And Harrison is not going to be standing there striking, and she's more of a grappler than a wrestler. She's going to want to take take her down. So one of it's going to have to give in that fight. Right. Do you have any other uh, MMA news and notes? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps up our MMA segment for this week. Um, let's just go ahead and jump right into our Pick'em League. Well, uh, me and you uh, had no uh, MMA to pick, but we did have some boxing. We both went two and one. All right, two and one. Dang it. Two yeah, because a writer. Yeah, because a writer. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. unfortunate injury. Yeah. So that puts you at twelve wins, and it puts me at fourteen wins. All right. Okay, for our players, uh, we have Shane sitting at six, Everett sitting at eleven, Loretta, newcomer of the season, at twelve, Daniel, you're also at twelve, Dom at fourteen, Lynn at fourteen. I'm also at 14. Omar's also at 14. And Dan continues to lead our players' standings at 17. Wow. 17. Yes. Get, getting that lead going. Now, yes, huh? absolutely. All right. Well, thank you to everyone that's continuing to um, participate. We appreciate that very much. And as always, make sure you check out our Facebook and Instagram for any late-breaking combat news. All right. Well, that wraps things up for this week. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, That's it for this week. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone. And keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you next week.